Welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. I'm Uncle Warren. And uh, we got a good one for you today, but up front, got to let you guys know that we are a daily YouTube channel with about 1,500 videos in our videography. At this point, we might have talked about your favorite comics, so go on the front page of the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel, give it a search using that magnifying glass. If we talked about your favorites, check out those episodes. Uh, the King Kayfabers who support our Patreon get all of the videos before anybody else. This mitigates the Kayfabe effect. Uh, the channel has gotten popular enough that when we talk about a comic, it kind of sells out on the aftermarket. So uh, if you want first dibs on the things we're talking about, you need to become a King Kayfaber. We also have a live stream recording session uh, where the Kings are in the chat room, a private chat room, hanging out with us as we record these episodes. So they're getting a jump on... Uh, the kayfabe effect even before we the produced videos are even edited without further ado Let's take a look at Paul Chadwick's concrete number two. I believe 1987 uh, May is the uh, the release date of uh, of this issue and what a fantastic comic We did an overview of concrete with Warren in the past. Yes uh, Great video go check it out if you don't know concrete I'm excited that we're going to look at a single issue of it because it really is a chance to get into Paul Chadwick's writing and drawing. Yes. And it's starting to emerge to me, this 80s like counter superhero piece. And Concrete, in a lot of ways, might be the best of that stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, there's superhero tropes. I don't think this exists without superhero as a dominant genre. And yet, Chadwick finds completely new ways to think about or to view the superhero genre in a way that I don't know another cartoonist that I could compare it to. Well, and, and what he was doing here was, was that he just made the thing, Concrete's just this normal person. Chadwick was like, well, let me take this person who's been put into this extraordinary circumstance, what would they do? And in this case, yeah, he's more like, you know, I really need to cash in on this and and go ahead and, and do this a, a really different way. He doesn't have a lair, he doesn't have super villains there. All that mythos around concrete, uh, around superheroes is missing. It's gone. Yes. He doesn't have a secret identity. Kind of he does, because he lies a little bit about yeah. his origins. And, and at this point in the series, the story is that he's some sort of government cyborg that has, I wouldn't say broke free, but is, you know, that's what he's come out of. That's his backstory. And it, it is kind of interesting to me because he is lying a little bit about who he is. Because, like, what do you do if you wake up in a superhero body? Well, but also the reason that they did that was was that they didn't want anybody to know that there were really aliens out there. So, so that this was a conspiracy between Concrete and the United States government to keep people from like going ape shit because oh my god aliens came in and transformed this person <laughs> spoilers there's a the author's forum kind of editorial by paul chadwick is uh, pretty valuable with this issue uh this is the the issue where concrete is going to traverse the seas and swim across the pond from the states to uh to england i guess and uh, he's talking about the maritime traditions of the family. Everybody in his family is a sailor, except him, which feels very appropriate for a cartoonist. Yes. You know, Carl Barks never went anywhere and would tell stories, uh, you know, f far and wide. Hergé famously never left his studio, and every every album of Tintin is some other, you know, grand location. So it's Paul Chadwick following uh, the tropes of uh, the cartooning greats, of just sticking to the drawing table, while everybody else around him is having fun. fun. Yeah, right. 
and it starts off with a bang. I like this shape right here because I imagine that it's kind of like supposed to be a TV screen, but the page doesn't allow it. Well, it's to me, it's actually a, a portal on a ship. Right, I see. But also not quite right. We're also not, not quite not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that damn two three ratio of comic book page. You know, it's, <laughs> damn it. It's so, a strange size. We have our major characters introduced on page one. Larry Monroe, Maureen Vonnegut, no relation to Kurt, and uh, Senator Mark Douglas. There's going to be a guy from the Guinness Book of World Records who's a part of that, that team as well. Uh, but we really get to indulge in the black and white artwork of... Uh, of Paul Chadwick in this comic. Uh, this is the first full-length concrete issue I've I've read, and uh, super happy uh, to check it out. Like, uh, and and it's it functions perfectly. Off the bat, we set up the goal. Yeah. We talk about obstacles and intentions. We know what the intention is. The intention is to swim across the pond and and to and to create video packages and photographs that you can sell and cashing and in. Cashing in. Yes. Now. If he just went from one coast to the other coast, pretty fucking boring story. So we're have to go, gonna have to introduce complications. And you almost get a little bit of that with some of the interplay with the reporters before they launch. Yeah. You can see like, there's a lot. It's it's a lot yeah. harder than it may sound. Yeah. Uh, even for a superhuman type character. And, and you and get these little like almost like Kirbyisms in the art. The arts, it's so good from the get go. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing is is. They, because they don't know enough about Concrete himself and, and what he does, what's going to happen if he spends a number of days swimming, you know, will he become so absorbed with seawater he's going to fall to the ground? They, they have no idea what happens to this alien body that he's in. Yeah, and Concrete himself, you can almost see, like, the psychology of him in this situation where, like, he doesn't even care that it, much. Like, yeah. he, he could be stir-crazy yeah. at this point. Like, he just wants to do this. They've done stress tests. Let's go for it. And that's it, man. We are off two pages, and we've got all the info we need, and we're, and we're gone. This is funny, man. Uh, who's paying for your expedition? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Can't go into that right now. And then it made me think of this. This video is brought to you by the books that Ed Piscor and I make. Coming out this November, Street Angel Princess of Poverty from Image Comics joins Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live to complete my Street Angel collection. Hulk Grand Design, available where... Better comic books are bought and sold, but running out. So pick that one up if you haven't already. And my self-published comics, True Crime Funnies, 1986 Zine, and BW Zine will be available on jimrug.com October 26th. Hip Hop Family Tree, The Omnibus, will be out in October. Pre-order that one if you haven't already. Put your name on a copy before it is gone. X-Men Grand Design by Ed Piscor will be collected all three volumes in one trade paperback in time for the holiday season. That's another one to pre-order, the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy paperback. And Red Room, Trigger Warnings, Anti-Social Network, and coming very soon, Crypto Killers. Pick these up wherever you buy comics. And now back to our video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also interesting to see... Um, Lotus isn't around anymore. Yeah, Wang well, isn't around anymore. Is, uh, is Lotus the computer? Uh, like, Lotus was the car company. Okay, yeah. See, yeah. I don't know that. What's Wang? Uh, Wang was a computer company. We know Bufferin. What's JAL? That's a that's a flight. That's, that's a, a airline, uh, right? That's Japan Airlines. Yeah. Uh, Every batteries. This is uh, Sheraton Hotels, Champion Spark Lugs, Rolex watches, which is like the Primo, um, VW cars, Time Life magazines, Allstate insurance. Goodyear tires. I mean, he's got the gamut. Okay. It makes sense too, because Rolex, like the the Submariner watch, like yes. the, the whole point of the Rolex watch early on was like something that could resist water water pressures. Absolutely. 
it makes me think of stuff like Youngblood whenever Rob Liefeld's doing celebrity superheroes and the idea of sponsorships with that. Never, by the way, never <laughs> uh, sold as well as this one panel. Yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But it's great, the idea of like, okay, this is a superhero comic that's outside of most of the tropes of the superhero genre, yes. but we're even dealing with capitalism of the subtext of like, what do you do with those superpowers? How does the Fantastic Four make their money and that's get right. to live in that fantastic building? Yeah. You know, like you're getting some of that here and it's not heavy handed. It doesn't take long to explain it. It's one or two panels and we've got and that across. It. Right, exactly. And, and this is also an old television screen. So, you know, there's something lost that 30 years ago, this is what people were looking at in terms of a TV, not these very square 16-9 ratio um, pieces of plastic. There, there are many interpretations of concrete and water that we'll probably point out, but you could see these different versions. It's, it's so good, such a oh, good approach. Amazing. He has to invent something yeah. uh, in order to, to tell this story, and I think he, Chadwick, handles it brilliantly consistently in this in this comic uh i think he puts a lot of fantastic thought into concrete as as a as a organism mm -hmm. and yes. explaining how he works and you know the 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 body heat like uh puts a lot of thought into the character he also puts a lot of thought into this expedition the idea of like having uh, a communication device and ways to feed the guy and stuff. That's what we got right here. Here's a, you know, make a flip book. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, a note on our Guinness Record Observer. One, he's a Nepo baby. Yeah. It's a stepdad that runs the record book and, and put him in position to do this. Yeah, so he's and entitled cunt. He, he is. He's very unlikable, but he's also an observer. He never does anything himself. And he's this sort of bitter alcoholic character throwaway character in a lot of ways. I don't know that we see him in the rest of the Concrete series, but very interesting within the context of this story where it's like, you know, Concrete is like, let's go have an adventure. I've got this body. What's, he even says it in the beginning, like, what's the point of living if you don't, you know, if you don't, do, otherwise, what's life for if you're not kind of pushing it and trying stuff? This Guinness Observer is the exact opposite. And you see him as like this, you know, shriveled up old bitter guy. Yeah. And it's like, Kind of cool, man, from a storytelling standpoint. You know, gets a lot of mileage out of a character that, again, you're getting all of that in a couple of panels. It's, yes. it's another great storytelling piece, too, that Chadwick is building here because now you're putting that guy literally on a desert island yeah. with, with, with other people. So you're creating immediate conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, he's touching titties and stuff like that right here. Yep. It's saying that it's just a joke and stuff. So we have a bunch of people in a boat that kind of don't like each other. They're, they're, they're battling. Each of these characters has a purpose, and they have their own arcs that are built into this, this narrative. It's such a rich narrative for being that one location. Yes. You know, you're all locked in a room. Literally, the, the MacGuffin term that Hitchcock invented, you know, like a lifeboat, right? Like, like he's, he's, he's yes. made those movies. But here's your communication uh, device. Uh, I was wondering, is this a sponge or is that like a cement block or something? It's some kind of floater. Yeah. Because it, it's it's one of those like you see it here pretty well. So it's some kind of uh, you know floating device to get that that transmitter back and forth. But here's some of that water stuff, Ed. So even though it's like we're confined to this one location, it's also the ocean. Yeah. And Best. one of Concrete's powers is like he can see forever like his his vision is astounding in this body and so you get some of that as he's like looking deeply into the abyss and seeing all kinds of stuff he's recording the things that he's seeing and uh it has like some alliterative 
purple kind of mm -hmm. uh, uh, transcription. And even the guy mentions, like, oh, I'm going to have to touch this up a little bit. It's a little flowery. <laughs> This is the one water that sucks, by the way. Like uh, we always talk about, like the great waters in uh, in comics, and you see them in like the piracy books that EC put out and stuff. This one's pretty bad, you know. So I'm um, not going to get unanimous praise. Well, and again, he's putting in these, showing his swimming, okay, and and this device is used throughout the. Absolutely, doesn't don't you think of Chris Ware? Yes, yes. When you see it uh, broken up in little chunks like that, clearly the skipper, right? Yes. And, and look at and look at what he does in in panels like this, where I mean it's light out, but he's made this into a negative. It's right, brilliant. right. Uh, you know, and like looking at the starry night and starry things. Starry night, yes. I always think about us doing videos where we just take one page of a comic and kind of go go nuts on it. <laughs> and I feel like this is a page you could do that with. He has so much stuff going on, and again, it goes to the ingenuity of like go for it on every page yeah you know like this comic is so far from boring and if you just described it to somebody you might get boring out of it this is some of my favorite lighting i've ever seen yeah, sure and look what he's doing uh, you know there are like little planktons that have uh a little like uh, lightning bug yeah. type yeah. type gimmicks and and how does he communicate that makes it starry under the water too but look at that water approach by creating that little barrier mm -hmm. kind of a gutter between like it's almost two panels you got above above water and uh below uh you see other cool versions of that where you have the straight line uh when we were in hawaii jimmy sitting at sitting at the uh at the beach at the beach and like looking out into the ocean i remember thinking because it, it never stops right like how would i draw this <laughs> how the fuck because the ocean it's pure abyss the 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 ocean meets the black sky like but we're sitting at the beach how would i draw this i don't think i would have thought of this uh approach that that chadwick puts together right there by the way look at the tangent of your waterline across those two panels yeah. you never get confused by it but it's just really awesome for that like six panel grid to have those kind of things moving back and forth and then uh the beautiful composition right here playing with some kind of golden circle type stuff he's got those big ass fins we got to establish those fins man the, yes. fin, the fin comes into play and by the way directional device up to the next uh next yep. panel yeah real smart another cool uh trope man we're above uh there's no air i mean there's no light up top we have this black concrete but underwater we see his body this is not how it would be in life but you have to you have to add some imagination to the gra Great, so graphic the parts panel. yeah and the flying fish <laughs> beautiful stuff Super right. Mario here's our uh, here's our panel break so I have both of these editions this is a collection of issues one and two with a little bit of uh, you know fixing up a page here or there by Chadwick early in his career and one of those corrections in the collected edition is the edition of this page yeah. over a hundred panels on here all individually inked these are not photocopied and then reproduced this is uh, just an idea he had to illustrate swimming for hours and yeah. hours at night yeah it's fantastic stop so, motion animation sells it well man and i think like you know I, I do think of chris ware with these little panels i don't know when those would have been published i don't think they were around in 86 87. no, no like quimby's and stuff he's doing stuff for the texas observer probably yeah. like uh 88 89 90. yeah yeah he hadn't gotten there yet yeah he's doing floyd farland <laughs> <laughs> This is this is great too, and Paul Chadwick, um, you know, very much an environmentalist. He's done Earth Day specials and you know a lot of this kind of work throughout the Concrete Run. But here we see what a, what are called sharks, and we later realize they're dolphins. 
but it's just such a cool like what can you do in the ocean like what's a fun visual what's an exciting moment right introducing a gun is a good thing too especially when you have a guy that you don't you have conflict and you're in the middle of nowhere introducing a gun is a good dramatic tool and it's interesting the way he he moves this this sequence or this sequence type around within the pages look what he said what's happening also man the waters are getting choppier because we have a a, a a storm over yonder it's great that's your that's your foreshadowing right that storm yeah. check off storm more than check off <laughs> gun in this case but before we get there concrete has rigged up like a camera this was his idea to put a camera on a raft to get different angles think about like the youtube era that we live in and like all of this stuff for from chadwick's creative point of view so smart thinking this way like if you're right. really going to try to document your extraordinary experiences how do you do it having different camera angles figured out and again selling it in a way that's not cumbersome half a page and it's it's done yeah it's yeah. just this little entertaining bit we were talking uh, on on the weekly about you know the flaw of superhero comics and uh, what Carl Burke said was that like all of the explanation and all the exposition and all the continuity one panel establishing our guys bulletproof Mm-hmm. with no words to yeah. suggest that except this little ping off the, off of his head that's what Carl Barks is talking about yeah. now you're starting to see the water coming alive you gotta gotta yeah. get your slicks on and and I feel like now this is starting to get very believable like how do you sell waves yeah, yeah. and big ones man yes. and uh cutting to like it's dramatic quick cutting MTV style cutting to yeah. all the little bits and bobs that uh sell the chaos right right and then ending up in blackness and does the captain and stuff like they all die like they're toast because because they're not in the comic anymore and it's not explained i don't know how to interpret that ed yeah it's you know like we have these waves crashing but we also have the concrete crew out on deck so did they get swept away in a wave or did the boat capsize i don't know yeah and all of a sudden they're in a lifeboat and so there's no how did they get from point A to, you know, all we saw on the previous page were six, seven panels of black. And so there's no explanation there. It's just kind of, you have to kind of take it on faith that they got themselves together and got in, got the lifeboat blown up. They got into it and now they have a different problem. Yes. And this happens at night to kind yes. of further cloud it. It's probably one of those things where maybe an extra page would have given us a little more clarity. But I also don't mind not having that clarity. Like a bad storm happened. You could sell that in a two-page spread if you wanted to. We don't have that luxury here, but we see the aftermath the next morning, and it's like, this is what's left. And who knows what happened, and there's nothing we can do about it anyway. This is a series, and it's something that Chadwick can explore at a a later date. So he's he's giving himself a little bit of subject matter that he could fall back on if he's uh, in need of a future story. But now we have another level of thought that Chadwick has to put into this comic they are on a life raft in the middle of the ocean with a sweltering hot sun over top of them and no provisions so now he has to figure out how how to get them to safety how to get them alive and uh one of the beauties of the superhero comic at this level is you could have a little deus ex machina like you could uh, establish your character uh, having an ability to do a little something that was never explored before but uh, what what is the number one issue right now? You got a you got a hot sun right. beating down on you. So now uh, what's going to happen is you need some sunscreen, and we don't have uh, you know any SPF fifty 
in this light raft. So concrete is going to go down to the bottom of the ocean and uh, grab you some mud, uh, adding f more complication, right? You want to stakes, right? We took that screenwriter course and the lady was like, add stakes, 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 stakes. Just keep adding that stuff. Well, how about a half dozen shark fins? Yeah, that's a really good stake. And that's another yeah. one that you can put in there in a panel or two. Yeah. You know, like very quickly, it's, it's, uh, we all know the danger of sharks. Circling. Oh man. When he, he comes up and vomits, vomits the, uh, the mud and, and promises that, that he didn't, you know, it's not coming from the guts. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a great, that's a great visual. Again, thinking of it as superheroes, it's, it's pretty fun. And as a visual, it creates a visual for them. Uh, you know, like they got, they got this mud on them to, uh, could it kind of show you the then, sunscreen? Let me uh, yeah, let me squeeze one in here again. This is an extra page in the collected edition. So this is this is the next following page from here in the original. Right. But this is something he added and uh, a chance to really show the beauty of underwater as concrete's able to see this stuff that no humans ever yes. gonna you know see with their own eyes. But I think it's a chance for Chadwick to indulge some of the stuff he's interested in and make a really nice image. And by the way, those drawing chops he learned a lot about drawing since like working on that man yes. so that that's very cool it's also you know this is printed on uh newsprint so it's uh very absorbent of ink and yours is a little it's a better quality paper maybe closer to a baxter stock and uh the the lines look nicer on that that reprint there uh but here's you know he's got intense body heat so he's doing a little gimmick here where he's pouncing on a sea fowl yeah and the rotisserie it in his mouth right his there. Mouth, That's a right, super yeah. disturbing image yeah. to me right there. It says a captured turtle, turtle steaks, turtle soup, turtle oil for dry skin, turtle jerky. So I, I believe I remember Shredder, if not Bebop or Rocksteady, saying that exact <laughs> caption on an episode of TMNT one, uh, one Saturday morning. Catching that rainwater. Brutal. And then somehow they somehow out of nowhere. <laughs> There's um there are three complete pages now before we get to ca capturing the rainwater to really I think drive home how long they are out there wasting away in their rafts. Yeah. Um, including uh, a dalliance there between Larry and Maureen, mm. who Concrete has interest in. Right. And at this point they're delirious. Right. Like that's kind of resolved as like don't really remember everything that happened. Concrete seems to play along with being unaware that this happens. But uh, as a writer, like a nice piece in here to insert yeah. some friction between your characters. Another Absolutely. extra page here. Yeah. The uh, the mud almost can look like a boils or, or sun poisoning or something on the on these people. Find a ghost ship, and it's like one of those famous in search of Leonard Nimoy ghost ships that yes. still has all kinds of provisions and and, and you know a pot pot a hot pot of tea. Uh, one great piece here, whenever he brings this ghost ship back, Larry notices like Concrete's tied himself to it. And the question is, why'd you do that? And it's because his body's failing. Right. Mm. Yeah, like when he was getting some some other like sea fowls or something, they noticed, Larry noticed that he didn't have quite the chutzpah. Right. right. And uh, here is where Concrete is like, you know, I didn't want to say anything to you guys when you were in, in tremendous peril, 
but I wasn't having a good time either. And 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 that and that is you know that sells his character a lot. It's great. Yeah. It's really great, and it's a great piece of the superhero bit again. Yeah. Because you know we think he's he's fine, and realize like oh no like no his, he was, he's he sacrificing. Well, and he kept his mouth shut. Right, and and this this gets back to the concerns at the beginning, where it was like, well, what happens if he stays in the ocean for days at a time? What you know what what could go wrong? And we we found out. So early on, we established uh, that as he's as he's swimming. We didn't talk about it earlier, but he's catching like little um, seaweeds and shit all on his body, and he's getting them off because he wants to look good on camera and things. So that's established page two or three. He sees a big vessel over yonder. He's gonna go swim to it because his friends need help. Like they're all toast. He is not uh, expressing vanity. While he's going over there, this is a desperate moment. This is kind of it. Yeah, totally. And he's just accumulating sl sea sludge, and vines, and seaweed, and uh, you know the Pacific trash island things, little plastics and shit all over his body. You know, if he would have done this comic in recent time, he would have some of those like six pack holders. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. On on our guy. And this means reminiscent of the um, pre superhero Marvels. Absolutely. The, all the creatures on the front cover. Absolutely, it looks like a Kirby esque yeah. Atlas horror. <laughs> okay. And and shows up and and like creates the plausibility if you're a guy on a ship and this thing comes up, speaking gibberish. Right. You have. You have no choice but to destroy it. Well, and and the reason why he's speaking gibberish is that his vocal cords were failing because his body was failing. Yeah. I love the demon from hell. Yeah, right. This whole page is great, too. Great directional devices that Chadwick... He's so good with his page designs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the guys who established that stuff so well early on when it comes to the maritime is Kurtzman, where he would never... Kind of like this. He would never have... Like, if if the boat is going this way in one panel, it's going this way in the next to create that choppiness. It's fun seeing these these uh, sailors trying to like <laughs> turn back that monster. Doing everything, man. <laughs> dumping, dumping gas on them. And there's a lot of tradition and a lot of superstition in in sailing. You know, long standing. Hundreds of years. And, and you know, I can imagine that some of the modern guys uh, could believe it, that there's, you know, sirens and mermaids and right. stuff out there. But look at them, dude. It's almost uh, self-immolation, like... Uh, the Buddhists uh, yeah. during the Vietnam War. Yeah, exactly. So then he finally figures a way to communicate with these dudes by using the barrel of the shotgun to kind of carve into the vessel what he needs. And thankfully, one guy can speak some English. And then uh, once he commandeers the ship and points the telescope in a proper direction, it's all resolved with a simple O. Yeah. So you had like a few pages of pure chaos. Right. Panic. Yeah. And then oh, and then Concrete is obvious completely different guy with who just went through turmoil on top of all the stuff in the ocean. And you can see all the all the bullets that yep. were shot at him. Pockmarked. Yep. Steaming from the heat. What a what a cartoonist. What a comic book.
and and as it was with the first issue where he went in to try to help some miners and that came came out to be a disaster this also came out to be a disaster right yeah he did not accomplish his mission no like, he didn't like the, the aaron sorkin thing like uh you need your intention you need your obstacle the character needs a, you know has to want something but he doesn't have to get it which is what happens in every superhero comic they always save the day it's fantastic. Right. They changed the goalpost. The, what what Concrete wants on page one is totally different than like page yes. fifteen. Like suddenly it's like I want to save my loved ones. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know the priorities change and it's really great. Uh, a lot of change here that Chadwick adds. So same page up to this point, but now we're not ending it here. We're going to get another couple pages. So this last panel on this page is different. And Ed, whoops, nope. you can just kind of flip through those last. I think it's uh, two pages there at the end that are added, um, which gives a little bit more of Concrete's relationships. With everybody, with, yeah. with Larry and with Maureen and, and, you know, Maureen and Larry, too. You know, it's 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 a fantastic, you know, I keep saying it, but I'm just so impressed by Concrete. When I reread it, you know, there's a small cast, but he does a really good job of having these characters have different relationships with each other. Yes. Uh, well, I, I can't say enough about that because it's details that are missing. Again, in the Marvel DC stuff, I know that we're often critical of those books when we look at them. And sometimes we get slack in the comments. But they just aren't up to this level of attention to detail. Well, and also, as you were saying, all of his page layouts and the way it is drawn, you put together, and this is why he won all of those awards yes. back then. I'll tell you what else. This is a tiny bio, and they talk about him drawing the last issues of Dazzler. They're now on my list. Sure. I'm curious <laughs> to pick those up and see what they look like under under uh, early Chadwick. Yeah. For sure. No, fantastic. Uh, you know, stuff. it's the first issue I ever read, and I'm, I'm very excited. You know, we did a short story between you and me, Jimmy, mm -hmm. which is which is awesome from Dark Horse One, I believe. We did that overview, and that kind of like wet the whistle a little bit. But reading this comic, uh, it's an exceptional comic, and and when this stuff, well, I would really, really didn't know about direct market comics when this was coming out, but when I started to get introduced to the direct market, this was like big people comics to me and it was well established and I'm like you know I'm not even going to get in on it I have uh the joints with Jeff Darrow covers but I never I never dug into it in any deep way and I'm very excited to so this is something that the uh kayfabe audience has been uh calling out for a long time wanted to zero in uh we did the macro episode so let's do the micro but I'm interested in checking out more concrete well and and also at the time you know I'm going into you know at this point I'm I'll go ahead and say it I'm 31 32 years old and okay i want something that wasn't superhero stuff and this came along it was literate it was well drawn it was well executed it was laid out great it, you know it had all of these things to it and i became hooked um within the first issue because uh, i was always looking for that for that new thing that was that was going on back then uh and it wasn't that much you know at, at that time you could walk into a comic book store and you could buy everything yeah right now it's impossible to do but at that time so there, there weren't that many choices overall, but then for someone like me, there were even less choices. Yeah. And you know, this and and thank you so much for allowing me to bring some of this stuff in, and we do a K favorite episode or two on Concrete because of how good he was. Yes, Larry Stroman. Yes, on the mark right there. I don't, I don't know this comic. I've never seen it. Uh, could this be Beset? I think so. On this Godzilla piece right there. It's fun to see what, what else Dark Horse had, yes. had in the hopper. I don't know Mecha, but this image right here stacks up nicely with those like Wildstorm era yes. brass and the, like all the robots and, and the Masamune Shiro influence stuff that came into comics in the mid-90s on those last wizards that we were looking at. Yeah, this, this is 
that stacks up. I think 87. Yeah. So like Dynamo Joe would be the other thing that would look similar to this that sure. would have been in the comic shops yes. around that time. It's funny to see like anime manga trying to get into comic shops in different ways, you know, Amer manga and things like that. And I, I feel like Mecca fits into that. And I love that they're using, you know, the uh, what, what kind of letter set fonts they could find at yeah. that time. High tech. And then Ron Randall, who was a Kubert School student along with guys, maybe not Bassett and uh Tottleben and Veach, but Tim Truman, that yeah. era, or super early 80s. Well, and also before you turn this page, if, if you think about concrete and then you think about all of this other stuff that that they're proposing that your Dark Horse wants you to read, concrete was this, you know, which of these is not like the other? Yeah, these are all what they call, you know, superhero adjacent. Uh, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it, it ain't Marvel, but it might as well be. Yeah, sure. And, and, you know, none of it has stood the test of time in, in, in any uh, demonstrable way. But these, to me, when you reread them, they have stood the test of time. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. Uh, there are around 1,500 videos as of this recording. Uh, you haven't seen them all. And uh, we might have talked about your favorites. So give the YouTube channel a search. Hit the magnifying glass on the front page of the YouTube channel. Search for your faves. If we talked about them, uh, cool. Check out those episodes. If not, tell us what your favorite comics are so that we can push those higher up on our two read piles. And the King Kayfabers mitigate the Kayfabe effect with comics like this concrete that we pulled out of the quarter bins. They're able to pull them out of the quarter bins also by getting these videos before anybody else and being able to hang out with us during this live stream recording session. So support the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon and you'll be in on the ground floor on these videos so you could grab these comics off the aftermarket. Ultimately, the videos are brought to you by the books that we make. And before you, decent sample of our bibliography. But Jimmy and I are always grinding. Cartoonist Kayfabe is a one day a week affair. Other six days a week, we're drawing comics. And uh, Christmas time is nigh. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you in mid-October, plenty of time uh, before the holidays. 10-year anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree, 50th anniversary of Hip Hop as a Culture, so we had to do this upright and included a whole bunch of material in the back that is uh, not in those first four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree, so make sure that you get your hands on that. The X-Men Grand Design trilogy trade paperback is coming to you in time for the holidays this one's going to be out in november collecting all of my x-men grand design works uh so some of those books are out of print right now get your hands on the trilogy and you'll get them all in one fell swoop two trade paperbacks of red room are out in the wild uh once you get your uh your christmas money from from your aunts and uncles and your mammy and your grandma and your grandpap make sure you grab uh, red room crypto killers in january it's going to be the third trade paperback in my Red Room series. Jimmy, tell the people what you got down coming down the pike. It's time to pre-order Street Angel Princess of Poverty out in stores in November from Image Comics. You can start pre-ordering that one now at your comic book shop. Let them know how many to order and let Image know how many to print. Princess of Poverty collects all of the comics that are not in Deadliest Girl Alive, so get both collections. You'll have the complete Street Angel on your shelves. I have been self-publishing lately, and I will be launching a web sale at the end of October, October 26th, where you can pick up True Crime Funnies, a collection of uh, non-fiction anthology there, uh, the black and white zine, 
highlighting a lot of the black and white explosion books that I love so much, showing off panels, ads, editorial pages, things of that nature. And the 1986 zine, which by the way, that's the year that, that Concrete is first published. So there is some mention of the beginning of Dark Horse Comics, which started in 1986 in this zine. So mark uh, October 26th on your calendars. And Hulk Grand Design, out of print at the distribution level, which means thank those comic shops that ordered a copy and have it on their shelves. Go pick those up. Uh, I want to see these out of comic shops before Christmas this year. And uh, keep in mind, Marvel doesn't keep their books in print. So if you want a copy of Hulk Grand Design, you got to grab it now before it's too late. Uncle Warren, thank you so much for, for joining us this round. I think we've got uh, 30, 40 videos that we've yes, recorded something with like you that, yes. to date. It's an honor, to say the least. Grand Pooba of uh, SPX and uh, the the author, curator of uh, several fantastic books, in including... Uh, Cartoons for Victory. Cartoons for Victory. Uh, there are other ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, let the people know how they can keep these videos coming to them on a regular basis. You can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, hats, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for supporting the channel in uh, the ways that you have. Uh, let's keep these videos coming out on a regular basis. Jimmy, please give the final marching order so that we can be on our way. Read more comics.